Welcome to Faith City Outreach, where your host, Marina Maria, reaches out to the world to discuss Christian topics and providing biblical solutions, as well as praying for the nations. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. The music in this broadcast is provided courtesy of Zapsplat.com. Now, here is your host, Marina Maria. Zechariah 2.5 over Faith City Outreach, where the Lord says, And I myself will be a wall of fire around it, declares the Lord, and I will be its glory within. Welcome to Faith City Outreach. This is Marina Maria with today's special returning guest, Pastor Al Dubay from God's Grace Church in Tempe, Arizona. Thank you so much, Pastor Al, for returning to share the third part of of your sermon called The Baptism of the Holy Spirit. Praise Amen. the Lord, all you nations. Amen. Well, to rehearse the last couple of weeks, we, we wanted to share that Jesus himself said there was a baptism of the Holy Spirit. And in Acts 1, verse 1, it says that Jesus began to do and to teach so he began. It's up to us to continue the word. He's, yes. As the Father has sent me, he says, the Lord said, I also send you. How did the Lord, how was he sent by the Father? It tells us in Acts ten thirty eight how God anointed, anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. And that's our job, is to begin healing those who were oppressed. And without the power of the Holy Spirit, you're really missing something. And Jesus said in Acts 1-4, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, or we could say the church today, but wait for the promise of the Father. Now, the promise of the Father is the Holy Spirit. But wait for the promise of the Father. He said, You have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And we found out in John that they were already believers because he opened up their heart in chapter 24 of Luke and also in John. He blew the Holy Spirit upon them. So at the day of Pentecost, he had already was seen by over 500 witnesses. And at the day of uh, at Pentecost... In Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4, there was 120 people that received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in a language they did not understand. And in Acts 1.8, and this is what we need right now. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. And I ask the Holy Spirit right now to empower me to break every yoke of of doctrine, to break every... uh, Anything that would hinder us from hearing and seeing your truth today, Lord. We release ourselves in Jesus' name by the power of the Holy Spirit to minister your word to your people, Lord, whom the Son sets free. He's free indeed. So today we're walking in freedom with the ability to know we've been forgiven and we were saved by grace, not by works, so nobody can boast. Without you, Lord Jesus, we can do nothing, but with you, all things are possible. And notice in Acts 1.80 says, but you shall. Notice it doesn't say you might 
or your will. It's positive. You, you shall. shall. Amen. Receive something. What are you going to receive? This word power is the same word for dunamis. It's, it's power. It's dynamite is what that word really means. Some of you that aren't getting your prayers answered, your mountain might be pretty big. You might need some dynamite to help get through instead of a little shovel. Well, here's the dynamite. Amen. And so he says, you shall receive dynamite, power. This is also the word for miracles. When the Holy Spirit, or the King James says, after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. So they're already saved, but they have not received the empowering of the Holy Spirit upon them yet. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit, or after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And here's one of the biggest reasons why we need the power of the Holy Spirit. You shall be my witnesses. And that's the same Greek word as martyr. And I believe when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, there's that baptism of fire that starts working on you and you just start getting cleaned up. And that's in Malachi chapter three, verses one to three. And you shall be my witnesses is what the Greek says. And again, shall, you shall. Shall. You shall be my witnesses where? First of all, in the church. And then we need a witness in the church. We need people standing up and say, Lord Jesus, this row of people, everybody, I want you to notice this row of people that I brought to church today, they're all born again, they got born again, and we, we dunked them underwater, we got them baptized, and they all got baptized in the Holy Spirit. That should be done before you even come to church. We should be, each one of us has a ministry. All of us are evangelists in that sense. We can all minister the Word of God. And so, I just think it's so important that we start believing what Jesus said, what the Word of God says. He says, "My sanctify them, set them apart, because my Word is truth. So we want the truth today. And so we Amen. need truth in the church. We need people testifying, because it says in Revelations chapter 12 and verse 11, they overcame him, that's Satan, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. So we have a testimony. And I've been asking people lately, what scripture are you standing on? What trial are you going through? And you need to quote scripture. Jesus had to speak three times to Satan, and he said, it is written. And then he quoted the scripture. For instance, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So we need to use the word and stand on that word and build our foundation on that word. We either built on the rock or we're built on sand. We either stand or we slip and slide. And I believe the revelation when Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, Jesus said to him, Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. So if you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, you got this from the Father. He says, in, in the gates of hell, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So it's Jesus's job to build the church. Our job is to carry out what he wants us to do, in Jesus' name. And so he says, we're going to start out in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the world. So I believe we're all missionaries. We either go or send. And we see in Acts 2, all 20 of them get baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And we see five times in the book of Acts, three times they received it with the laying on of hands, two times they received it without the laying on of hands. 
And for instance, in Acts 2, it says, as they began to speak, the Holy Spirit, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in the language you cannot acquire. It's something you don't even understand. And so we, we taught on all that last week in 1 Corinthians 14. And so I, I want to bring up again the scripture that I've received when I was 30 years old. And I had never really studied the Bible. And when I started studying the Bible, my brother told me, just open it and God will speak to you. I just opened it and the Lord spoke to me. And it's in Mark chapter 16. And starting with verse 16, 16, 16, he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who have believed. And I stopped right there and I said it about 10 times and I started just shouting, now I know what's going to follow me. And I've been standing on this for 47 years. Every time I minister the word of God, I expect him to confirm it, not me but his word. So it says, and they will, excuse me, verse 17, and these signs will follow or accompany those who have believed. In my name, number one, they will cast out demons. Isn't that amazing? They will. They will cast out. Not they might. That's right. They will. They will. They will speak with new tongues or a language that you cannot acquire. It cannot be understood. It's not one of the nine manifestations of the Spirit. That's diversities of tongues and interpretation of tongues. According to 1 Corinthians 14 and 2, if you speak in this unknown tongue, you're speaking mysteries to God. However, no one understands it. And there's another verse in that same chapter that basically says the same thing. And so, and then he says, and they will take up serpents. And we know what serpents are. They're demonic. And if they drink any deadly poisons, in the Old Testament, deadly poisons were always the doctrines of men. And there's only one instance in Acts that uh, Paul the Apostle got bit by a snake. And it was a poisonous snake. And they thought he was going to die. And what did he do? He just shook it and it fell off. He didn't say in Jesus' name or anything. And he, they thought he would die any moment. But he lived. And of course, we found out there was many healings there on that island. And so, and then the third thing, the fifth thing they're going to do, they're going to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And it's none of our business on how they're going to recover. I believe if God heals you through med- medicine or if he heals you spiritually, as long as you get healed, praise God. Amen. And, and we have to stand on God's word. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So we basically have to believe it before we see it. Yes, have faith. Amen. And and I just heard an evangelist tell me, one of our evangelists say that, you know, a lot of people believe, but do they have any faith? And there's a big difference between, and all we need is faith of a grain of mustard seed. And in Luke chapter 6, Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things that I say? Jesus here just said, you're going to speak in a language that you don't understand. So why are we arguing? Why are churches being split over tongues are not for today, tongues are for today? Just read the Bible and believe what it says. And there's 613 original manuscripts. And guess what? All of Mark is in it. So if it's not in your Bible, get one that has faith and get one that has these scriptures in it. Out of 4,000 
ancient copies. It's in 613 complete books of Mark. I think that's interesting. And then verse 19, so then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out. Notice they were doing something, Marina. They weren't sitting on a church pew. And for 47 years, I've been looking for the ministry of uh, pew warming, and I have never been able to find it because we all have a gift. And that's in 1 Peter 4.10. Each one has a gift. Minister it to one another. So if you're not ministering to one another, you're hurting us because we need your ministry. Amen. Yes, everybody needs to hear your testimony. Amen. And as the Lord says, we shall be his witnesses. Amen. He he was received into heaven, sat down at the right hand of God, and they went out and preached everywhere. We don't work for God. We work with him. The Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Amen. So every time we minister, we should believe that God is going to confirm his word with signs accompanying. We do not follow signs. We do not follow signs and wonders. We follow the sign giver. His name is the Lord Jesus Christ, and the signs follow us. In so Jesus having name. faith and Amen. with that and having an expectation, like Amen. expecting something to happen. And, and I would really like to minister to the young people today and because uh, we're all young in the spirit, I'm being renewed day by day by the renewing of my heart, my spirit. Amen. And I used to teach four things that would help when we used to do teen camp a lot. And I would teach four things that will keep us. And I believe we need these four things today, too. Number one is the Bible. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word, word of, of God. God. Absolutely. And if you're not reading the Bible, you're spiritually hungry. It's funny. My stomach tells me when it's time to eat. I know when it's noon and I know when it's five and I know when I wake up, I have to eat. And the same thing goes with our spirit man that most of us are starving because maybe we get the word on Sunday morning and how would you live with one meal a week? It's impossible. And it's the same way with the Word of God. And I'm asking, mm-hmm. if Jesus had to quote three scriptures to get rid of Satan, how many are you going to have to quote? And I want to ask people, what scriptures are you standing on? And I, I love this one. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who yes, strengthens, who strengthens me. me. Amen. Exactly. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And Jesus said, unless a man is born again, he cannot see or understand the kingdom of God. And he also said in Luke chapter 17, verse 21, that the kingdom of God is within you. And the kingdom is now. We're waiting for the heavens to open and the Lord to return. But guess what? When you ask Lord Jesus, come into my heart, that he came in. So when he comes back, you have to come with him because he'll never separate himself from you. In Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 5, it says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So when he comes back, however it's going to happen, we're coming with him. And I thank the Lord for that. So yeah. the first thing we all need is to get educated in the Bible. And I've been studying it for 47 years. And I'll be honest with you, I know so little it's scary because every time I read it, it's new. It's new every morning. 
So young people, this can be life to you. I wish I would have known when I was younger that this word was true. All I had was religion, and religion is actually death. Christianity is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And then you realize greater is he that is in you. He's greater than you. Yes. And he is of the world. And then you understand you're the temple of God. You're the temple of the Holy Spirit. And you're the house of Christ. And he says, my father and I will make our abode or our house in you. Praise God. <clears throat> and so the power can be upon us. It can be in us. But we have to believe what the word says, not what man teaches. And then the second thing, we have to know how to pray. And if you notice the Lord's Prayer, when he said, pray like this, you start out with praising the Lord. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And that word seek there is the same Greek word for praise. So what's the first thing we need to do when we come to the Lord? Praise him, not complaining. Complaining is really rough. Because if you believe what the word says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So why would you need anything if he's going to provide? He already knows what we need before we ask him. Thank God. And then the third thing, which is really falling away now, is fellowship. In Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 25, it says, Not forsaking the assembling of the saints. We need each other. We need to get together with each other so we find out we're all going through trials. We're all having problems. It's part of working out your salvation with fear and trembling. And I'm not talking about your born-again experience. I am born again. I'm saved. My soul is being saved. And my body is being saved. I am delivered. I'm being delivered. I will be delivered. That's 2 Corinthians one twenty-one. And so we need fellowship. And the fourth one, which we just talked about, we need to be witnesses. When you witness, it says, if you confess me before men, I will confess you before men. Tomorrow, we're going to be having a water baptism at our church. And what do we have the people say? Why are you getting water baptized? So publicly, they're proclaiming that Jesus Christ is their Lord. And I'm doing this because he told us to. And I just saw something this week. The beginning of discipleship is to get dunked. <laughs> he says, go into all the world, baptizing them in the name of the Father, baptizing them in the name of the Father. But he said, make disciples of all men. And what's the first thing a disciple is supposed to do? Get baptized underwater. And I was mm -hmm. 30 years old when that happened to me. And I know I was sprinkled as a child and I was never going to be water baptized. And one of our elders Jeff taught on water baptism, and I was the first one in line that night. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was in late September, and the water was freezing. And uh, all of a sudden, we had bath water for 10 people. Jeff was out there shaking, and the Spirit of the Lord just hit that pool, and we all got ba uh, baptized mm -hmm. in hot water. It was actually uh, like taking a warm bath. Wow. And uh, that's how real it is. Yeah. Uh, God wants to manif manifest himself so to us. Yes. And what does that mean? He's going to make himself real to you. And so those four things will help keep you. Uh, Paul told Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. And I often wondered, fight? You know, I was in martial arts and 
uh, even if it was a non-contact sport, I would be bruised. I, I had my rib cage cracked one time. I've had my hands so I couldn't move my fingers. I was a produce manager at the time, and I had to bounce lettuce on my hand. To, and so what is he talking about? Fight the good fight of faith. We know the end. We win. And the fight isn't with flesh and blood. It's with the spirit of the living God. We wrestle not against flesh, flesh and, blood. and blood. So we have to learn how to use the sword, which oh, is the word of God. God. And if you don't know how to use the sword, you know, I show this in Mexico a lot of times. I take out my little pocket knife and it's about this big. I says, mm -hmm. how big is your sword? And here comes mm -hmm. the devil with a samurai sword. And mm -hmm. you're trying to find him with this little. So do we know how to operate this sword? Mm -hmm. And taking the shield of faith, it says, wherewith you be able to quench all the fiery darts of the devil. So why are we still getting zinged? Because we're taking our eyes off Jesus. And recently I've had this great revelation Seek the healer, not the healing. Because right. your healing is all about your flesh. Right. And when you start dealing with your flesh, you take your eyes off Jesus. And feed your spirit. Amen. And feed your spirit. spirit. Give us this day our daily, daily bread. bread. That's what he's talking about. He said, I am the bread of life. And after he shared communion with them, unless you eat my bread, uh, body and drink my blood... They thought he was talking about cannibalism. Well, it's a spiritual thing because in John 6, 63, it says, the spirit gives life. Young people, you need life without drugs. Mm -hmm. You need life without pornography. You need life without following other people and wanting to be part of the club. Right. You know, you know, <laughs> Not fearing the rejection and right. wanting to be, please other people. Amen. And it's so... Uh, awesome when you look back on your life realizing even when I did not know the Bible he protected me he kept yes. me from so many things I, I just praise God he already knew you from even before you were born your names were written in the Lamb's Book of Life even before there was a universe he knew Jesus Christ was going to die just for you and, and it's so awesome when you realize he died for you. And then he says, the works that I do shall you do also. And greater Ingrid. works than these shall you do. Because, what an amazing God that would amen. allow us to do greater works. Amen. 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 And, but see, I have to believe it. Mm -hmm. I have to believe. When I lay hands on people, mm -hmm. when I speak a word... I have to believe it's coming out of my spirit mm -hmm. and not out of my soul because your soul is going to mess it up. Yes. And I know this one prophet uh, knew him well way back in the days. And he said he was in a prophet's meeting and all these prophets are prophesying. And he says, Lord, how come I don't have anything to prophesy? And the Lord says, because I'm not prophesying either. <laughs> and so I want to make sure the Lord is the one speaking through us, not our flesh. Exactly. Amen. And that's where prayer comes through. Amen. Amen. And so in Romans, the scripture for today is in 15, Romans 15 and verse 13. May the, now may the God of hope, this hope is not, I hope it's going to happen. It's not, now, faith is the hope. It's a confidence that you have that it is going to happen. So today, our hope is not maybe. The word of God is yes and amen. So it's not maybe. It's yes and amen. 
And it's not could be, it's yes and amen. So for standing on the word, it's up to him to fulfill it. Exactly. Amen. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our our strength. strength. And I see people on Sunday morning during the time of worship, the time to be lifting up our hands before God and, and just forgetting about ourselves. And there's no joy. And I'm thinking, what is wrong with God's people? I remember when I was an altar boy and a young, I couldn't understand why we weren't shouting to the Lord with a voice of triumph. I didn't even know that was in the Bible. The Bible says, did you know that we're supposed to shout to the Lord with a voice of trumpet mm-hmm. and the enemy is supposed to be able to hear us? <laughs> <laughs> we act like we're little mice. I, I love you, Lord. No, tell the devil. Can you imagine Jesus saying to the devil, it is uh, saying, it, it is, is written. written. No, exactly. Said, it is written. written with authority. With authority, because he has given us authority to use his name. Mm-hmm. It's faith in the name. Exactly. Who is that Jesus to you today? Is he is he going to meet all your need? Does not say needs. There's one need he does at a time. Mm-hmm. My God shall supply all your need yes. according, according to his, his riches, riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Jesus. So back to John 6, 63, it says... The Spirit gives life. And then you go to John 10, 10. It says, The thief cometh not but to steal, kill, kill and destroy. destroy. But I have come that you might have what? Life. life. More abundantly. The Spirit gives life. Yes. That you might have life and have it more, more abundant, abundantly. Exactly. And so that's more than enough. Some left over that you can get away, give away. How many of us can give away this joy, give away this love? When you see somebody, you smile, you you you. You see these people that are hurting, and you, you start feeling that that desire to help them, and you start loving people. Amen. Jesus healed out of compassion. Where's our compassion? If it's about me, I'll never have compassion. But if it's about him, I have to love his people. And I said, Love him first. Love him first. And then if we love him... Then we can love others. We will. We will love yeah. others. We can't. It's hate. a will. Yes, it's a will. It's love. A will. Yes, others. And that's our New Testament command. Yes, love Him first with your whole might, your whole strength. And and, and then and then and there's three things there. One says four things, but then it says love your neighbor as, as yourself. yourself. Well, how can I love you? If, if I, I don't, don't even love God. Yeah. How about loving my own or even self? Yeah. You got to learn how. God chose you. Yes. When you look in the mirror and you see, oh my God, I'm getting old. But guess what? Inside, I'm getting younger every day. Praise mm-hmm. God. The renewing of the spirit. My mind is being changed into his image. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And Pastor L, you know, when you talked about um, being in church and not really, you know, praising the Lord. Yeah. I just want to tell the listeners out there, when we don't feel like doing something for the Lord, That is the time when we are really supposed to be doing it. And I say this because I give my testimony where I didn't want to praise the Lord um, at church. This was many, many years ago when I first received the Lord as my, you know, Lord and Savior. And my husband reminded me, this is the time you need to praise him. And I did. And I just let it come out and let it come out. And it like... I. I want to say was a breakthrough because I didn't um, allow my flesh to dominate my spirit. 
So I just started doing that when I don't feel like praising him. I know I should. And I started just doing that and feeding my, my spirit. And then after that, it just became easier to Amen. obey the spirit Amen. instead of the flesh. Amen. Well, you, know, you know the Bible in Hebrews chapter 13. It's in the Old Testament too. But do not forget to do good and to share. For with such sacrifice, God is well pleased. But but it's in here and uh, that... That it's the sacrifice of praise. Amen. And, That's and a good one. We have to learn how to sacrifice. Vice. And you're right. When I don't feel like praising God, and what happens? You go to church, especially on Wednesday night, you're tired after working all day, mm-hmm. and you start praising God, and you hear the word, and you get refreshed. And then it's hard to go to sleep at night because you're... You're so refreshed. <laughs> you're so refreshed. <laughs> Sometimes I just can't go to sleep. I mean, especially when I go on mission trips, when I see God move. I do the same thing. Yes. I get the same experience where it's so hard to sleep because yeah. you're just, the Holy Spirit is just oh, so strong. Yes. And you have so many things coming to your mind. Yep. And it is such an amazing experience after. A- amen. We Praise go on God. a mission amen. trip. <laughs> and so... Now, made it back to 1513 of Romans. Now, may the God of hope fill you with all joy. So, in, Jesus said in John, I'm going to repeat it again, 663, the spirit gives life, the flesh profiteth nothing. nothing. The words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. So how can you get this life unless you have the spirit of the living God? Mm-hmm. When you get the Holy Spirit, in John, it really... Repeat that again. So how can you get this life? Yeah, how can you get this life without the Holy, Holy Spirit? Spirit? You need the Spirit. He's our guide. Exactly. He's our teacher. And Jesus said, if I don't go, the Holy Spirit can't come. And then in Luke chapter uh, uh, 13 and verse 11, it said, if anybody asks for the Holy Spirit... Now, you don't do that when you're getting born again. You ask the Lord to come into your heart. Right. So... He says, if anybody asks for the Holy Spirit, I will give him. You know, if you ask for bread, you don't get a scorpion. So your father, if you ask for the Holy Spirit, he's going, does that mean you have to be holy? And No. If you're born again, your spirit is whole. Yeah, God the Father, God the Son is living in you and the Holy Spirit. So in your heart, you're pure. Exactly. You're already seated in heavenly places, mm-hmm. but today we're working on our salvation with fear and trembling, Philippians 2, 12 and 13. And what does it say? It says that it's God that's working in us to do his will, Marina, yes. not our will. will. And we think our will is better, yes. but when we do God's will, my goodness, it is so much better well, and yeah. bigger. And better. And, and better. better. Yes. Because your will will fail. His will can't fail. It says this is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if he hears us, we know we have the petitions before God. Exactly. So it has to be his will. So if you don't study the rule book, how are you going to know what his will is? Mm -hmm. And at 30 years old, I didn't know anything about this Bible. Now I'm devouring it constantly because Amen. it fills me. Amen. Yes. And even when you, and you can even listen to the word like if you're in the car. Oh yes. Or anywhere you can still fill your room or any place where you're at Amen. with the word of God. Amen. 
And so joy and peace. And what did Jesus said? My peace I give unto you, not as the world give I unto you. And so we're to have a peace in believing that you may abound. And that's having more than enough in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And then if you went over to Romans chapter uh, 14 and verse 17, it says, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And so there's something about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And yet you can be spirit-filled. And I believe I used to really study Moses' tabernacle because that's the basic foundation of the whole Bible. And I, I realized what happens when we get baptized in the Holy Spirit, which we, which Jesus called it that, we turn around and start judging people in the outer court. And in uh, Revelations chapter 11, it says we're not to judge the outer court. And I believe that's one of the biggest problems of us, spirit-filled Christians, we judge people. And that's the flesh. That's the flesh. And we're not to judge. And it, see, our eyes are to go to the most holy place. Mm-hmm. Now we're in the holy place and we turn around and judge the outer court. Well, they're the believers. We have the believers, the disciples, and then the Christians. We have 30, 60, and 100. And it goes on and on and on. And so it's not eating and drinking. In other words, it's not about the flesh. It's about the spirit. And, and what are we feeding more? The f- spirit or yes, the flesh? We, we, yes. It gives us life. It gives us life. And... Uh, There's just the renewing of the mind, see, because the world is constantly condemning us, telling us what cancer we're going to get, what pill we're going to have to take. And God is trying to bring peace to us. And it can only come through the Prince of Priests, which is Jesus Christ. His peace, not the peace from the world. Amen. Not the same peace. Remember, the world's peace. It says, if you love the world, you can't love me. Yeah, exactly. And Satan is ruler of the world system, exactly. not of the earth. It's still the Lord's earth. The, the Lord is the, the earth is the Lord's, not the devil's, and the fullness thereof. Mm-hmm. And when you see in Second Corinthians chapter uh, four and verse seven, it says, "We have this treasure. What treasure? God the Father, God the Son, God, God the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. We have this treasure in these earthen vessels." It's a mystery. What's the mystery? Christ in you, the hope of glory. And when you start realizing, my God, he's living in me. How on earth can your mind understand that? Mm-hmm. He holds all the waters of the earth in the hollow of his hand. And he's in you? Mm-hmm. And is it his thumb to the end of the universe is that big? And he's in you? Yeah. Right. You See, if you don't have the Spirit of God, how can you even believe any of this stuff? It's foolishness to those that are perish, But to those who are, are being saved, it says, it's life to them. Right. Amen. Today, we're being saved. saved. We're pushing out the old man and bringing in yes, a new man. Yes, a new man. Amen. We're a new creature. Amen. And so in chapter 15, and, and when you go over to verse 19, you see, Paul's talking about himself. He says, in many signs and wonders by the power of the Holy Spirit of God. So he's saying that he needed the power of the Holy Spirit. The next book over is 1 Corinthians. And if you look at chapter 2, verses 4 and 5, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words, 
you know, uh, history says that he was a short man. He was bald. He couldn't speak very well. Yet look at the revelation that man had. Uh, he was blinded. He was uh, basically getting us thrown in prison, killing us. He watched Stephen get stoned to death. And here come, God uses this man for us who were called Gentiles. And the fishermen, he sends him to the smart ones, the Jews. It just shows you God will use instruments like us. And I just love that. And it says, And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of the power. So we the Lord used him to heal people, to get them saved. And even in prison in Acts 16, uh, they at midnight, and I love that midnight, it's the beginning of a day, but it's a beginning of a new day. They started singing psalms. And what happened? The prison doors were open. When you start, when you want a new beginning, start praising God. And the 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 doors of your prison are going to be opened. Amen. You know, our ministry also is the same thing when Jesus took Isaiah chapter 61, verses 1 and 2, except he left out the condemnation. He left out that in the New Testament. And he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. So how can we from the pulpit be preaching condemnation when we're supposed to be ministering love to these people. Right now, the number one need of man is to be loved. And that's what we should be ministering, love. Because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten begotten son, son. that whoever believeth upon him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And that's what we should be teaching. God just loves you. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all a mess. If you think you're well in spirit, soul, and body, you got a problem. And we're going to go to the nearest swimming pool and see if you can walk across the water. (laughs) (laughs) Notice he says, but demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in, in wisdom of men, but in the power of God. In over chapter 4 and verse 20, what does he say? For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. And I believe we're supposed to be living this. And I, and I love what I just started quoting in Luke, and I'm going to turn to it in Luke chapter 4, 18 and 19, because I believe with all my heart, this is, if you're spirit-filled, this is your ministry, because the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. How can I say that? And I shared that a week or so ago. It says in, in Acts 1, 8, I start thinking ahead of my my mouth. In Acts 1.8, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. So in 2 Corinthians 1.21, it says, God hath anointed us. So I can say the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath, past tense, it's already done. He hath anointed me to do what? Preach the gospel to the poor. How many of you today, you don't think you're worthy? None of us are worthy But when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, your name was already written in the book of life. He knew you were going to be saved. And he knew the day we we received him by foreknowledge. And that foreknowledge means he saw that we were going to accept him. We still had to go through all these trials, all these problems. But there he was 
with his arms open to you. And just as soon as you hear from God, the devil comes knocking at your door. Do you think that little prayer meant anything? That's why when you lead somebody to the Lord, give them some scripture to fight with. If you just got, yeah before they leave before they leave and let them know. <clears throat> For instance, if you just now yes. got born again, I would give you Romans ten nine and ten. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God rose Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, but with the tongue confession is made unto salvation. Then you get baptized in the Holy Spirit and you start speaking in a language that you don't understand. I always give them 2 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. <clears throat> the King James says, If any man speaks in this unknown tongue, he speaks mysteries to God. However, no one understands him. So when Satan comes to you and says, You think that little prayer mean anything? You say, Yeah, devil, get behind me and quote that scripture to him. Then he says, You're praying in the language, especially Christians or believers will say, that died with the apostles. Well, that may be what you think, but I'm going to believe Jesus. I'm not going to believe what man's going to tell me. It exactly. Says. He said, you, you shall receive power. Yes. Yeah, amen. And it's a given. It's, it's, it's a promise. Y- amen. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I, I, I've seen this over and over again. It says, you shall, he, can you imagine those of you that are listening? He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. And many years ago, the first time this happened with me, we were in, we were in a place in, outside of Mexico City, and this lady that owned this uh, Mexican food restaurant, she had closed the restaurant just for us missionaries. And we're, th- she had food mm. piled up like this, and there's oh, like nice. eight of us there. And I mean, how much can you eat, right? <laughs> and we left, it looked like we hadn't even touched it. But the Lord says, I want you to, I want you to minister love to her. Mm-hmm. He says, minister loved her. How do you do that? And she was actually demonstrating love to you guys. Oh, yes. With the food and closing the restaurant for you. Right. Wow. Yes. It was all a gift of love. Yes, a gift of love. Yes. And so uh, I didn't know what to do. I never did this with anybody. And so I went up to her and through an interpreter and I said, the Lord wants me to minister love to you. Mm -hmm. So I put her hand, my hand right under her her chin and I said, Lord Jesus, let your love flow through me and t- into your daughter. Something like that in Jesus' mm-hmm. name. She started bawling. So I thought I offended her. So I, uh, right away, the devil's telling me I did something wrong. I right. go back to my it's chair. attacking your mind at first, yeah. right? And she comes up to me and she says, uh, Brother Al, I'm 66 years old. All I've ever been is lusted from men. Today, I actually got loved by a man of God. And all I said was, Lord, just minister loved her since then i we were in a, one of the indian villages and it really works with women and i just put their hand there and i put my hand on top of them and they just stopped breaking and crying and in this one indigenous village they said uh pastor Al, what about us men every one of them <laughs> cried every one of them as we prayed for them that's wow. our ministry is to heal the brokenhearted yeah and you know in the Bible where it calls, he calls himself a worm? Well, people really use that the wrong way. That worm there is the red dye that they dyed, the, the ram skin dyed red. And so he's talking about his blood there. And so they would take a pot, like let's say this is a pot with a crack in it. Mm-hmm. They would take that worm and put that red dye, blood from that worm 
and put it back into the fire and it would come out whole. So what do we do when we minister? We cover those cracks and fill them with the blood of Jesus Christ. Wow. Hallelujah. And that's our ministry to heal the brokenhearted, yes. not to damage them. Exactly. How many people, they don't come to church because they get condemned. Mm-hmm. How are we going to reach the world by condemning Deming. them? Right. There is no condemnation Shit. to those who are in Christ right. Jesus, Romans 8, 1. Exactly. Amen. So true. I just believe in... I think a lot of churches are doing that. Mm-hmm. We're not showing the love of no, Christ that we're supposed somebody to. somebody of a... Uh, that we think is the total sin, and they start preaching against it. Or they know there's an alcoholic person there. No, we've got to love them. Jesus healed out of compassion. Where's our compassion? Since my, my, one of my twins has had Lou Gehrig's disease, which is an incurable disease, Mm -hmm. doctors can't even tell you much about it, or nurses. And uh, it's really opened my eyes to the pain that people are in. And we've got to start having compassion on people and just loving them. Them. When you love somebody and they know it. Exactly. You know, God is love. So what are we supposed to be? As he is, so are we in this world. If God is love, how on earth can you love your husband if you don't have the lover in you? Exactly. And I tell people this. uh, I was ministering to this couple one day and I said, uh, are you born again? And he says, no. And I says, so how on earth can you love this woman? Your flesh is loving her, not your, you're not loving him. He got saved that day. I thought he was going to get up and pounce on me or something. (laughs) He was a big kid. And uh, she called me about two weeks after they got married and said, "Uh, Pastor Al, I just wanted you to know, he just got out of the shower and he said, you know, ever ever since I said that little prayer with Pastor Al, I'd, I've never been alone. I feel like I'm never alone anymore. It's life he changed. Really got born again. again. It's never the same. He's never the same. Hallelujah. Wow. Hallelujah. That simple little Lord. Powerful prayer. Power. Simple but powerful. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Praise wow. God. So, do you get that? That we're supposed to heal. Yes, absolutely. And I get the the love. Amen. Just loving people. Um, and, you know, sometimes, you know, you have to be honest. You know, I've had a very, I don't want to say it's a law, but sometimes where it's hard to love somebody. And what I say is, like, God, God let me see this person through your eyes. Amen. Let me love them the way you love them. Yeah. And then when I go back and see them again, I look at them and they're, it is so different. It's such a different experience. Amen. So it's true. Yeah, amen. It, it's all about love. It's all and, about and, love. And notice, all, all of us that, that he has sent me to heal the broken heart, how about to proclaim liberty to the captives? What are the captives? Addictions? Look at the Christians mm. that are addicted to certain things. All different types of addictions. All different kinds of addictions. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we're, we're to help set them free. But we have to teach them how to hold on to their freedom. Mm-hmm. And uh, I shared that last Sunday. You know, when you cast out a demon, you better make sure you fill the house because he's coming back. Mm-hmm. And if, if your doctor tells you 
you have to drink four cups of coffee and not three a day. Mm-hmm. And I'm using that on purpose. Right. So I'm not pointing the finger at anybody. Right. Uh, and you say, I don't care who he is. I'm going to still drink my three cups of coffee. Well, you're in rebellion. That means you're bitter. And now you can't get blessed. Because mm-hmm. rebellion is witchcraft. So mm-hmm. now you're operating as a demon. You're in witchcraft. Mm-hmm. And you don't realize it. But when you get mad at somebody, and I'm not going to talk to my husband, you're in witchcraft. Yeah, and you don't even true. realize it. You're because you're trying to control somebody with your quietness. Exactly. And that's how easy it is to give place to the devil. Yes, Amen. it's so we've true. We've got to learn this stuff. See, it's true. So somebody's got to teach us the truth. It's so not patty cake, patty cake, baker's man. It's war. Yes, and and we need to also um, take responsibility, be proactive, and also feed our spirit man, as we Amen. had been mentioning um, uh, throughout this hour that we need to, to feed it so that we can uh, make the right choice and um, maybe pick an scripture using the sword of the spirit to fight back yes. and not give in to, this, to the flesh. Amen. And see, the flesh is so powerful. See, it is. Your mind hates God. Your soulish realm, it's, it says it's enmity towards God. So Paul said it's no longer me. So you can arrive. He said, it's no longer me, but it's Christ that's in me through yes. faith I'm doing this. Yes. Saying. And notice what the next one is, the recovery of sight to the blind. How many people are blind and you see them in church, they're like daydreaming and they're not even paying attention. And you right. know, there it takes discipline to listen. It does. It, it takes discipline and you have to learn you don't know it all. Mm-hmm. If we can learn out of the mouth of babes, we better pay attention when somebody's talking to us. Maybe a babe is going to have to teach us because we're not listening to the pros. Well, I think we all know and should realize that we should be students no matter what. Amen. Even if you're a teacher and you teach anything. That's right. Um, just have the mentality of being a student all the time. Amen. And what is a disciple? He's a learner. He's yes. always learning. You Good can point. never stop. So we're always learners. And, and I know we, I deal with this through our ministries. A lot of pastors, if, they, if you don't invite them to the convention, uh, they won't come because they already know it all. Well, I'm glad I don't know much because I want to learn. I learn from the babes. Mm-hmm. And I love it when I go to men's camp or church camp because I don't, I don't have to minister. My, my people that, or, or those that are coming are ministering. And it's funny. I get something out of everyone that ministers. And I'm the di- director, <laughs> and they're feeding me. Exactly. Because I'm open to the children. Amen. And, and, you know, when I'm around children, even if the parent's talking to me and they come up, they get my attention. And parents, that they should be number one to you after God. Because I see them, Mommy, 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 or Daddy, Daddy, and they keep right on talking. And what, what are you saying to that little kid? I get down, usually right down on the floor with them. Exactly, on your knees. Yeah, and talk to them. Mm -hmm. I just love kids, and I always promised myself, my kids would never fear me. I, you know, and I remember some of the kids, they'd get on my feet, and I'd be walking in church, you know, (laughs) two kids on my feet. And people say, why do you allow them to do that? Because I don't want them to ever fear me. I want them to know I'm a dad, too. Amen. That's true. Amen. And so this is so interesting. And then it says, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Yes, to set think, liberty. Think about the oppression that's going on right now. We're fearful of, 
of uh, countries blowing us up or uh, people shooting one another. Or even going to Walmart. Like, or even you know, going to Walmart, yeah. And, the recent and, shooting at Walmart. And the oppression. And, and that's, that's the same word as, uh, uh, I believe it's crushed, one of the words for being crushed. And how many of us in the past have been crushed? Or living in fear. Or living in fear. And some people can't even leave their home. There's so much fear. And so it says in, in, in Second Timothy, Timothy 1, 1, 7. Timothy 1.7, yes. The Lord, the spirit of the, uh, how does it go? The Lord has not given me the spirit, spirit of, of fear, fear, but of power and love and of a sound, sound mind. mind. And even in Psalms, he says, he restoreth my soul. Your soul is your stinking thinking. Yeah. It's that part of God that we're dealing with right now to get it woken up. Mm-hmm. Wake up, you who are asleep. He even says that in Ephesians. He tells them to wake up. This is a spirit-filled church. And he's telling them to wake up. Yes. And God will, and the Lord will give you life. Yes. So we need to wake up. Exactly. We need to wake up. We need to open our spiritual eyes mm-hmm. and our spiritual ears. Right. And, and there's a scripture in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. He says, he's going to shake the earth once more. Well, we, we, if you look at it spiritually, when you say the Lord's Prayer, I say it in earth because the kingdom is in me. Mm-hmm. Well, he says he's going to sh- shake the earth. And when he shakes the earth, all that's going to be left is the kingdom. Think about that. Yes. And so then he says, then he says to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. I'm telling you right now, this is your day. This is the day that the Lord has made. made. I will rejoice and I will be glad glad in it. it. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, it's so easy. This is why your mind cannot accept it. All you have to do is open up your mouth. It says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God rose Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. And then you ask, just say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. And, and save me. And save me. You know, once you're saved, then you can say, forgive me. Yes. And he'll forgive you of all your sins. And then if you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and receive this power upon you, what did he say in Luke chapter 13 and verse 11? If you ask for the Holy Spirit, I'll give it to you. So it says, and they heard them speak. If you don't speak, you're never going to get it. And I've had to tell people year after years, they've been waiting for the, for the, uh, their gift of the Holy Spirit, but nobody ever told them they have to open up their mouth and start speaking. It's just like getting saved. You open up your mouth and you ask the Lord to come in. You want to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus, fill me. Open up your mouth. And if you understand it, you didn't get it. If you don't understand it, even if you're babbling, it's still him. In Jesus' name, be healed healed right now. now. Some of you need to be healed right now in In Jesus' Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Faith City Outreach will return next week with another special guest from the Lord. You have been listening to the Faith City Outreach with Marina Maria as she interviews Christian pastors and leaders to discuss scriptures and topics affecting the Christian community and to pray for the nations. If you need to contact Marina Maria, please email her at fcoprogram at gmail.com. The music used in this broadcast is provided courtesy of zapsplat.com. Until next time, Marina wants to remind you from Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. 
Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.